Welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, alongside, as always, my co-host, Zane. Zane, thanks for hopping on with me here late tonight. We got NBA playoff game going on right now. The Nets are going up against the Bucks in Game 7 in Brooklyn as we speak with about five minutes left to play in the fourth quarter. But uh, with every show, what are you drinking? Yeah, awesome. Good to be here. Um, just rocking with some Tropicana orange juice tonight. Um, Ran out of beer last night while we were catching a dub. So uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just some Tropicana orange juice for me tonight. What about you? Yeah, man, those Call of Duty Warzone dubs are always good. And uh, Yingling last night helped fuel me to get those dubs. And uh, I, I got midterms this week. So what's fueling me right now is some more Yingling. So it's the lifeblood. Nice. Of- yeah, it's a, that was really one of my, one of my favorite beers while I was in, indiana for college feel it feels like more premium than miller light <laughs> you know in those beers right it's like the same price which is nice it's not like a super expensive beer but it tastes it tastes better in my opinion than than those like light beers so yeah it's a good i would choice. agree yeah i would agree it tastes better but for the same price you can just get huge quantities of it and you know not feel bad about it All right, let's start off with some golf today. We kind of put this on the back burner because last show was just so stacked. And this show is going to be kind of stacked, too. We're going to be hopping around the sports world. Let's start off with some golf, Zane. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady will face off against Brooks Kepka and Aaron Rodgers. So my question to you is this. Is this more fun to watch than one of the four majors, any one of the four majors right now? Um, I think it's a good sporting event, but I would, I'm me personally. No, I, I, I like watching the majors, you know, I, I don't, I'll maybe turn on golf if it's just a random weekend tournament, but the majors are fun. And if you play golf at all and you, or you follow golf, you can just really appreciate how good the people are at the majors and the shots that they're hitting are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so I, I personally, enjoy uh the you know the majors more than these i think they're usually 2v2 events right um they are good fun and obviously i i enjoy phil um and tom brady and um not so much the other two but uh, (laughs) um but they're usually pretty fun but i would definitely go with the major yeah i would agree uh at, at probably you and me since we are fans of the game and we do watch golf maybe not regularly but you know we do keep up with the sport I would say for someone who doesn't watch golf that much but knows just about sports in general they're probably more intrigued by this celebrity match and these types of matches than they would be for like the PGA championship where it's some no-name golfer they've never heard of in the top five spots uh, so like, but like when Phil Mickelson uh, won this past major, I'm sure he had not, a lot of non-golf fans watching him and a lot of people were excited about that. But if there's not a big name on there, I think it's hard for non-fans of golf to really get excited about the game. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It should, I hope they do more of these in the future in different combinations because they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I wonder if, you know, maybe, I guess it's kind of intriguing to be head to head, you know, two V two, but you know, what if they made it, you know, uh, like four teams or something like that, or uh, I don't know. 
just get some extra more content i guess but yeah it's um it uh, they're pretty fun especially i if you saw the lot i think it was two ago because i think there's a steph curry and tony romo one or something like that but um the first one where tom, tom brady and peyton manning and i think it was tiger and phil yeah and brady brady like hold one out for 160 or something that was awesome <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah, they're 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 definitely fun, but you know, I was watching a little bit of the US Open today and you know, Phil Phil hit a, a rescue shot. I think he was like two fifteen from the rough, hit it to within like eight eight or ten feet of the pin. And it's just if you don't if you don't play golf or you don't know much about golf, you don't know how hard that yeah. shot is. Yeah. There's like, oh yeah, it's a good shot. It's like, no, that's a ridiculous shot. So yeah, the the majors bring out the best in everybody. So that's yeah, I, I really like the majors. It's amazing that golf you can be any age and you can be like if you got your technique down and you're going for quality over quantity, you can pretty much put yourself in any major and be near the top. It's it's amazing. All right, let's move on to some Euro soccer. Uh, so for those who don't know, of course, there's a World Cup. Uh, it was the international soccer tournament uh, for every country, but each continent also has their own tournaments leading up to the World Cup. And they're not necessarily qualifying uh, tournaments, but uh, they're just as fun, in my opinion, because they're a little bit more local and you might not get some of this, those matchups that you get in the continent tournaments that you would in the World Cup tournament. So right now, Euro is going on. And uh, I just kind of want to ask is Zane, is there a team that you're kind of bandwagon right now or just a team that you think is going to win it all? Um, I mean, Germany, Germany is obviously always a strong, a strong contender. Um, I guess I would probably say Portugal. I I know that's <laughs> kind of super bandwagony because Ronaldo plays for them. Yeah. But- I don't know. For some reason, I enjoy. Um, they, they they just feel like the, you know, Spain's younger brother. You know, yeah. underdog. Even though they have the best player in the world, they they're, they're like an underdog, which is weird. Um, so I kind of like rooting for them. Um, but I don't know with, with the with the hockey teams that we've been picking, we should probably not jinx anybody and pick them. To- <laughs> to to win a tournament but I, yeah i guess like you know portugal or, or somebody small let's say you know um let's say poland or somebody or switzerland you know i could basically get behind most of the teams besides like germany france england you know the big names i'm probably the same way yeah as long as it's not like france uh yeah germany england um even the netherlands or belgium too yeah, um, Netherlands are usually a good team. As yeah, well. a team that's kind of, I know they won, I think they won the World Cup in like 06, I think, Italy. But since then, they've kind of fallen on hard times and really have not been near the top. So I could see myself rooting for them. But um, I think it's interesting. So Group F, that's kind of nicknamed the Group of Death. And they got France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary all in that group. And that just sounds like, damn. Um, that's a tough group to be in, man. That's for sure. And uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting group to see who comes out on top. But um, yeah, I mean, Sweden's looking at they're on the top of their table. Spain's on the outside looking in, which is pretty interesting. 
Um, Austria is on the outside looking in for their table, but a few more table games or a group play to go. So uh, a lot of things can change before we uh, see who advances to the round of 16. Uh, U.S. won their continent tournament, uh, the CONCACAF tournament against Mexico. Uh, we talked about last show, so that's awesome. I think the U.S. is doing a little bit better now, and maybe uh, hopefully this next generation of soccer players can make us uh, be in the conversation for maybe the top you know, 20, 15 teams in the world, which would be awesome. But, man, I'll tell you what, Zane, it's international soccer. It's not that, like, European soccer isn't great, but just, like, international soccer, you get the whole country rooting for one team, and it's just – it just has so much more fun because there's just so much more pressure. Yeah. The international tournaments are, I I really enjoy those because I, I don't even know why, I guess I can't, I can't get behind just rooting for like Inter Milan. Like it's yeah. just, it, you know, or, or somebody in, in, in over on that side, you know, there's a couple different leagues um, in Europe, but I just can't get behind rooting for an individual team. I, we we tried to bandwagon uh, who Tottenham. tried Tottenham Hotspur. It's just I cannot get behind that. But let's say let's say Ukraine gets on a run in the Euro Cup. It's like yeah, I'm gonna bandwagon. Right. The, yeah. I'm gonna bandwagon <laughs> the hell out of Ukraine. You know what I mean? So it's much more exciting um, to just root for the little guys like that. So yeah, I agree. The excitement just goes through the roof, and then. People, non-avid and frequent sports or soccer watchers definitely can, it's much easier to get involved and and root for a team on these international tournaments. Yeah, especially because a lot, especially in America, everybody has a, you know, it's not, they're not just American, they have some heritage related to whether uh, Africa, Asia, Europe, I mean, it's, you know, everybody has a relation to something and can root for a team that uh, maybe not be American, so. A lot of fun in these tournaments, but let's move on to the NHL. They are also in the midst of their own playoffs like the NBA. And man, each our bandwagon teams just keep getting tossed around, man. Uh, but our new bandwagon team, the Vegas Knights, they're down 2-1 to the Canadians, Montreal Canadiens right now. And this year's a little bit different as far as Western Conference and Eastern Conference goes because Canada is still on lockdown from the pandemic. Not as many people are vaccinated like they are in the United States and the United States is a little bit farther ahead, surprisingly. So it's uh, the Canadian conference essentially is going up against the Western conference uh, division. And uh, then you got the lightning and the Islanders in the, you know, Eastern conference finals. So lightning are up. Uh, actually, the series tied. Lightning uh, just lost tonight, two to three, against the Islanders. So the series is tied, and the Montreal Canadiens lead the Golden Knights two to one with the game tomorrow night, eight o'clock. So, I mean, our Vegas Knights, our new bandwagon team. Do you still think they had a good chance at uh, making the finals and getting this home? Yeah, they could definitely come back. Um, yeah, this is our third bandwagon team. Um, <laughs> so so we're really putting all our chips in the table now uh on the on the vegas golden knights but uh yeah they could probably pull it back i mean tampa bay looks really really good though yeah they do um they haven't missed a step from last year whoever runs into tampa bay might uh might be going home but um 
Yeah, I don't much care for the Canadians. Um, the the hockey team. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've already alienated the Nicaraguans yeah, exactly, on this exactly, show. Don't, exactly. don't alienate <laughs> the Canadians. Uh, yeah, there's just not a team that I'm, I can get too excited about that's left in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, so we'll go up the Golden Knights, and um, we'll hope they win. If they don't, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to lose any sleep. I will feel bad because I like deep down, I might feel a little guilty for, uh, you know, picking them to be our team. And then, of course, maybe being the reason that uh, they ended up losing. But um, yeah, NHL playoffs, always fun to watch. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that and watch some uh, watch some game sevens for sure. All right. So on to some college football, man. This is kind of fun because now this past weekend in Chicago, there was a meeting about expanding the college football playoff from four teams to 12 teams. Uh, The exact format is yet to be exactly determined, but essentially it's going to be the first four, the top four teams will get a buy in the first round. And then I think it's the second eight teams, Zane, they face off each other. And instead of being at neutral sites, the, Teams four through eight out of the 12 will be at their home fields when they get team, when they host teams eight through 12, uh, nine through 12. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I really like that idea of just getting some kind of home field advantage during the playoffs. And I, I just think that's a really cool idea. And I think this idea could take off and just be a really good thing for college football because it's, there's so much discussion between you know, group of five, the best group of five teams should be in and they just keep getting disrespected like UCF when they were on a 27 game win streak and still not never got better than ranked seventh in the nation or something. I mean, that that's ridiculous. So I think this playoff, this new playoff system could be a good thing for college football. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it get expanded. Um, this way you would see, I mean, you know, you, you would see the games towards the end of the season become much more important. If a team has two losses, they're basically done. They're not, they're not making the playoff. So now those teams with two losses, you know, that come sit down to the wire, they need to win that last game. You know, there's going to be a lot more attention on those games and it keeps teams alive. So I think it extends the um, importance of those games as well as once you're into the playoffs, teams are, you know, that, that 12 seed, 11 seed, you know, they've got nothing to lose. Right. So they're just going to be throwing every, you know, trick play. They're going to be putting it all on the line, just go, just going for it. So that I think that could, that could produce some good football. And anytime you have a, a one and done tournament, um, anything, anything can happen on any given, you know, I guess it'll be Saturday, but, um, any given Sunday, anything can happen in a one and done tournament. So yeah, um, I, I would love to see it go to 12. I think, I, yeah, I'd like to see it go to 12. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Cause it's, you always get these teams that are kind of like on the edge. Maybe they're kind of like the next tier uh, below like the Alabama Clemson's and Ohio States. And I don't know, every other year, Georgia or Oklahoma or LSU, you know, kind of picks depends on the year, but to get like a team like Oklahoma state, Wisconsin or Florida teams that are always kind of, or like USC, they're always like right there, right at the, you know, cusp of making it in, but just for some reason, just can't get in. I, you want to see those teams in an extended playoff setting. So this is finally their chance to actually prove that they can, uh, 
you know, play with the big boys. And I feel like in recruiting, it'll, you know, all the top recruits won't just go to those top four schools over and over again and kind of spread out the wealth a little bit. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, more money for all the schools and stuff. And, you know, that means more money for uh, the universities as a whole. So that's always a good thing. And um, especially with name, image, and likeness coming up more money for the players too. And that that's awesome because this is America, right? Everybody it's capitalism. We everybody can make money and they should be able to make money. So that's a good thing. All right, let's move on to baseball. The Cubs and Sox are in first place for their respective divisions. And the Sox actually have the best record in baseball, despite all the injuries that they've handled uh, this entire year. And the Cubs also dealt with a rash of injuries too. And uh, they were not expected to be this good uh, this late into the year. So Zane, is it possible we could get a 1906 World Series rematch? Um, It's very possible, um, but it's unlikely. Um, To be honest, I'd probably give the Sox a better chance of of making it. I don't don't know. I I just don't know if I have confidence in the Cubs. To be honest, I blinked and somehow they were in first place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they They were not having a good season. Um uh up to the you know up to recently they were they were having a uh, they were in decent season but nothing where you're like oh you know the cub to the the team to fear um but man that would be that would be something to behold but i really i would say no if you had if if i had to put money on it i'd say no not gonna get it um but i i really hope they do um suck I haven't seen much of the Sox or the Cubs, to be honest, but um, the Cubs bats just scare me. I just yeah, I feel know. like the, the, the offense is la- is lacking or it's it's the most hot or cold. Um, it is. It's like so that's not a recipe for success. It's been like that for the past three years, too. It's like you don't know what attitude they're going to be in that week. Like, are they just going to go cold for the entire week and they're going to get combined like three runs out of four games and stuff, or, you know, are they just going to go off for like 12 runs uh, across uh, four games? So it's, um, but the thing I've noticed this year with the Cubs, like right now the bats are in a hot spell, but it's their pitching. That's kind of been in a downward. I mean, they're pitching, has always been kind of like a strength of the team. And this year it's actually finally lacking this. And I mean, the bullpen has been amazing, but the starting pitching has been, has been lacking and that's been their back. Yeah. They're only half a game ahead of Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, if they, if they end up getting a wild card, that's a, that's a one game play in, right? Yeah. One game yeah. play in and before you go to the divisional series. That's right. That, right. So that's what that's what scares me if they if they slip a little bit, they get to that one game and they don't, you know, they don't have a full a full series to get the, the for the bats to come alive. I know. Yeah. Um, or you know, um that's the one game the one game series I don't have a lot of confidence that they would be able to pull that out. You know, they're only yeah half a game um, half a game up on Milwaukee, Cincinnati's still lurking three games back. You know, that's one, one bad series for the Cubs, one exactly. good series for Cincinnati. Uh, and they're right back in there. So yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on it. Um, but, uh, if they face the Sox in the world series, that would just put Chicago 
you know. Oh God, that, that would be one insane. side of turn is one side of town is getting burned to the ground. That's for exactly sure. exactly <laughs> the Great Chicago Fire of twenty twenty one. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah i i I actually kind of hope it doesn't happen. I would rather lose in the NLCS than maybe play in the yeah. That would just tear families apart for oh, like for the next fifty years if they based off of the World Series. <laughs> tear the city apart at the seams. Yeah, that, that would, would just, be a good thing. That would break the matrix. So we need unity right now, and that's uh, <laughs> that would just not be good. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of like an overarching theme here. Before we talk about the NF, uh, we're going to talk NBA playoffs right now. Milwaukee leads one hundred nine over Brooklyn 107, about eight seconds to go. Um, Milwaukee has the ball with two seconds on the shot clock, so we'll see what they can do with it. But before we talk about the end of this game here, Zane, stadiums are back and a lot of places are back at full capacity or at least at like 75, 50% capacity, at least in the United States here due to the high vaccination rates. So what's the coolest venue you've seen so far as like a packed house? Um, that's a good question. Um, I probably have to say the Ball State Cardinals just packing the Muncie Madhouse Schumann <laughs> Stadium. No. Um, this like post pandemic good... wise, what's the coolest venue? Well, I mean, I haven't seen like too many pictures like this year, but uh, you know, Wrigley is always yeah. Wrigley is always a great place to go when it's packed. And I haven't been to I haven't been to too many uh, sports um stadiums which is kind of something that i'd love to get love to get into like i've never actually been to the united center um going going for the first time although i'll be going outside uh for the yeah. first time in the parking lot this time this summer um but um yeah maybe miller park as well because that's pretty close the brewer stadium um but yeah I just, I just haven't actually been to that many stadiums but wrigley um Wrigley's always a good one. We were there at we we went to a game together with Packed House and Chris yeah. Bryant hit a walk off. I think we were in the tenth or something like that or the eleventh, and that was the most exhilarating experience. Was like listed off the ground. Yeah, was. yeah, and you could. It was a night game, so you could just see it clear as day. It was just yeah. gone. It was awesome. Yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, uh, that we participated in uh, Cubs games for sure, um, especially when it's a packed night game too. Uh, I mean, just seeing like the, I think it was last weekend, the Cubs, when the city opened back up 100%, everything back open. Uh, Cardinals were in town to face off against uh, the Cubs and, you know, old one of the oldest rivalries in baseball and one of the best ones. And having a three-game sweep of the Cardinals, and that place just looked electric, man. I would have loved to have been in Wrigleyville. That looks like so much fun. Yeah, uh, um, I, I will revise one of my bucket lists for like live event stadiums is the the 16th hole at the Waste Management uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Waste Management Championship in Arizona. I mean, that just seems like a nonstop party. Yeah, and just. The best players in the world throwing darts at, at pins. Oh man, that would be. That's probably. Uh, that's got to be on my bucket list for sure. Although I did see the video of the crowds just running to the, get to the stands, and I don't know that that might be running with the bulls. <laughs> that was just <laughs> insane. You know what's frustrating is yeah, Megan went there, uh, fiance, and her and her friends just 
they just drank the entire time. I don't think they watched a single round of golf. They, Were they on the 16th though? No, I think they just stayed at the bar or like, oh. yeah, they just, they went there and they were just there for what the party. Waste. All right. So quick update on the NBA game. So um, the, like I said, Milwaukee was up 109, 107, and they had the ball with 2.1 seconds left on the shot clock. And they inbounded the ball to Brooke Lopez for some reason, I don't know if Brooke Lopez just didn't know the uh, shot clock situation after the timeout, because there was a timeout where both teams were talking over the situation. Brooke Lopez got the ball, hung on to it for a second, and then tried to pass it back out to the top of the key, and then it was a shot clock file. <laughs> so now uh, Brooklyn has the ball with six seconds left for a chance to win the game. Uh, notable Kyrie Irving is not playing in this game. Uh, Harden is playing, but he's probably not at 100% with the injuries. He Dude, just cover, put three people on KD. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Do God. Do not let him get his chance. So it'll be interesting. I, like in this well, situation, Zane, game seven, you're at home in Brooklyn. Do you go for the tie? Or do you go for the give Kevin Durant the green light to gas it from three? You just no, you just give it to KD at the top of the key. If he takes, if he wants to pull it from three, pull it from three. If he can get to the bucket, you know, just say KD. If he can get to the bucket, let's get the two. But if you know, it's your, it's it's up to you. If you want to step back, oh uh, wow, he just nailed a three, a turner. Oh no, his foot was on the line, so he he hit a uh, turnaround jumper. Uh, from the three-point line uh, now there's one second left on the clock so he he thought he just won them the game he made it but I think his foot was on the line because they counted it as a two so we might be going to overtime so they're gonna look at it they're gonna have to look at that yeah they got it I'm, they haven't shown her I don't even understand everybody in the building knows KD's taking that shot just double KD I know. if Blake Griffin hits a three to win like what you, you know that. <laughs> Oh, well, he's like a 20% three-point shooter. Go double KD. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It looks like both feet were on the line uh, just barely, but both, yeah, both feet were definitely on the line. He, I mean, that was an amazing shot. And he's got ice in his veins, man. So props for him for making that shot. Uh, Brooke Lopez, that was just dumb what you did on the other end of the court. Not that, that, that he would have made a three. Yeah, three I mean, you can but. You can't get a really good shot off with two seconds left, so no. the likelihood of that going in. Um, I, I mean, for for you need. I don't even think you can get a real shot off in one second if you're the Bucks. Yeah, um, with the isn't like the NBA rules though. It's like you have to have point six. You have to have point zero or point six left on the clock, or else you can't even tip it in. Oh, okay. Uh, just like if there's point four left on the clock, they just end the game. Okay. So, um, yeah, with, with one second on the clock, they got a chance to just hit a really quick shot. It's got to be quick, though. And also, I think since they called a timeout, I think they get the ball up to like half court because they called that timeout. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know. The, the rules are kind of weird in the NBA. I don't get that. Like, I don't know if I agree with that either. So the other team just scored and then you call a timeout and that brings you up to half court. So you kind of just, you know, get all the way across the end of the court with just by just calling a timeout. I don't know about that, but those are the rules of the game. So, um, I mean, do you give it to, you got to give it to Giannis here, right. To try to tie the game with one second left. No, I'll give oh. it to Chris Middleton. Chris yeah. Middleton. Okay. Probably Chris Middleton. 
Giannis has 36, but I bet you it's like 28 of those are probably in the paint or right around the paint. Um, I give it to a sh- I give it to a shooter. Um, yeah, I, unless I, unless they can lob it, unless they can throw it down low and lob it, and he can get a tip or something. But I would give it to I would try and run like a screen screen Middleton off somebody so he can get a catch and shoot and just jump right into a shot, um, something like that. Probably Middleton or not even Drew Holler. I would say Middleton, your best shooter. Yeah, they uh, he he stood around for a while and then finally Giannis got open down low, but he had to do a turnaround jumper and it was from behind the backboard and uh, it did not work out. So uh, we're going to overtime here. So that'll uh, this will be a fun game for us to watch once we get off this call here, man. But uh, man, NBA playoffs are heating up. We got the Raptors and we got the Sixers playing a game seven tomorrow at eight o'clock. That's the Haw- Hawks and Hawks. No, sorry, Hawks and yeah, Sixers. Hawks. Yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, never mind. The Raptors. I don't even think they made the playoffs this year, did they? No. Yeah. <laughs> the the Kawhi days um, are gone. <laughs> Back from 2019, they are gone. So uh, they're they're tipping off like eight o'clock tomorrow night, and then I think it's the Suns and the uh, Clippers in the Western Conference Finals game one, and I believe Chris Paul is not playing, right? Because he's in yeah, co- protocol. COVID, yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks because it seems like every single time in the playoffs, he just runs into either injury or his body just runs out. And that, that's kind of held him back as far as his legacy goes of being one of the best point guards in the NBA. Yeah, that really does suck. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he's not vaccinated yet, but. Um... Yeah, it's um. I think, it. you know, if. If you are vaccinated, I think the protocol is a lot sooner. You don't have to stay in the – it's not the full protocol as if you're unvaccinated. Oh, wait, did he – is it contact tracing or does it, does he does he have it? Well, I mean, I think he physically got it, but he might be asymptomatic because he yeah. got the vaccine. So, I, you know, even with the vaccine, you can still physically get it. But since you're vaccinated, you're probably not going to pass it and you're probably not going to experience um, as – much symptoms or if any symptoms from it, but I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. Um, I don't think he's released any of that info, but I uh, hope he can get back. Cause I mean, I want to see the Suns at full strength, man. They were a fun team to watch all year. And um, I, I hope the Sixers win also, cause I'm a big Doc Rivers fan. So I, 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 they're at home tomorrow. So I like their chances too, even though they did blow back to back 18 point leads <laughs> Uh, yeah, this series should be over. Yeah, it should be. Uh, they're a much better team than the Hawks are. But the Hawks are up and coming with Trey Young. They're they're a good team. They'll they're going to be around for the next few years. But all right, man, this is a lot of fun. So I appreciate you hop, hopping on with me late here. Uh, and we got some NBA playoffs to watch for uh, tonight. And um, we're going to see who makes it to Eastern Conference Finals in a few minutes here. But how was the Tropicana Orange Juice? Um, it's pretty good. I'm a no pulp kind of guy. Uh, just the classic OJ is pretty good. Uh, nice little late night vitamin C shot. So yeah, awesome man, awesome. Yeah, Yingling was good as always. It's gonna fuel me for my midterms. Fuel me for this show. I always enjoy a good beer at the end of the night. So, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we're gonna be back next weekend or so, maybe a little bit uh, Friday or Thursday even. So catch us in a few days and we appreciate you listening.